will always be sin. Period. You and I don't get to rewrite the book. He defined marriage, not you and I. It's that simple. God did it. Now, I need to love people where I find them. Just like God loved me where he found me. You see, it's not the sin that's the problem. And it's not the, excuse me, it's not the sinner that's the problem. It's the sin in the sinner. So we need to pray for God's spirit to move and work within people's lives. The second goal I have is that we become a physically healthy church. Uh, I'm not obsessed with it, but I, I really want us to be uh, people that are healthy. And we can be physically healthy. It's, it's not hard. You just have to do it. You just have to make some choices and do it. Um, I used to jog when I was younger and I had a good knee. But I don't do that anymore. Because it would be really, I'd fall over. I'd, I'd, my leg would break in half. Because <laughs> I have no stability in my left knee. But um, the fact that I can get up and walk, the doctor said would be a miracle. So I've proven him wrong for a lot of years. But, um, you know, we need to be healthy. And we've all got limitations. But don't let that stop you. And so those are the, the, really the two goals I have. And, and, and I believe that they go hand in hand. I believe the spiritual health and our physical health bring about a combination that God can do something great with. Do you believe that? Last week we, we learned uh, what we should do, and that's dedicate ourselves. Today and in the next few weeks we're going to learn the why. Why should we do it? Which takes us back, so let's grab our notes. It takes us back to our memory verse that we read earlier. And uh, I think it bears uh, sharing again. Ready? For by Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. And the big point, the big point of this series right there on the front page of your outline is this. Write it down. My body was created by God and for God. God created my body and I need to give it back to Him. Now some of us it takes a lot longer to think, figure that out than others. I believe Bryant is where he is today because he decided years ago to be a physically fit individual. I believe it. <clears throat> he was asking the doctor early on about, uh, he said, I'm going to have to give you some steroids. And Brian said, well, what that's going to do to me? And the doctor stopped and stepped back and looked at him and he, and he said, you're asking me what steroids will do to you? And Brian knows what all that's about. That's why he's never had to use any of that. But he's a physically fit person and I believe that's helped him through his whole time. You know as well as I do that if you have to have surgery and the better physically fit you are, the better you get through the surgery. But then you couple that with a spiritual health and a spiritual dimension. Whew, it's like Brian said, before the doctor ever came in to tell me, I already knew. It's like when he was in, in the hospital in Oklahoma City. You're talking about lockdown, sister. <laughs> he was laughing because yeah, you're right. You're not going to see anybody. You're lucky to see yourself. But they, they weren't sure if, they, if his uh, white blood 
sales were working and the account needed to be a certain level and it hadn't reached there yet. And so they said, they'll wait till tomorrow. And she come in, what, about two in the morning? Stuck her head in. And he was already smiling at her. And she said, well, and she gave him the number and it was high enough. And he goes, I knew that. Why did he know that? She hadn't told him. I know that I know that I know that I know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay. My body was created by God and for God. God has made a marvelously wonderful instrument. Amen. But I think there are, in there in your, in your notes, I think there's some reasons why health plans fail. Some of these are according to Scripture, some according to medical research, but here they go. Number one, they are not realistic long term. Just click it. There you go. They are not realistic long term. You know, oftentimes we get involved in something and it's just, it's a short term. You ever been on one of those lose 10 pounds in a week diet things? Everybody's been on one of those. I know you have. It's where you drink like lemon water and cinnamon juice and <clears throat> all kinds of ungodly stuff. The bay, bay leaf root or something. It's, you know, you drink and it's, gosh, it tastes terrible. Coach Trimble was telling me about one. He, he said, man, I'm telling you, he said, this will really, this will, it, it helps you. He said, but man, it's like scraping the bottom of your lawnmower and putting it in a cup and drinking it. Now, boy, that just made me want to dive right in. Good night. But you know, you may get on something like that and you'll lose a few pounds and what happens? Back it comes. Because it's not long term. I've had doctors tell me, they, in fact, my own doctors right now, my own doctors have said they wanted me to have the stomach surgery. They said, you need to have that gastrobiotic surgery. I said, doc, until I change what's up here, what good will it do to change what's down there? You can make it smaller, but if I haven't convinced myself up here, this won't work either. So I'm just going to change this. It's going to take longer. I could do this in less than a year, be half the man I used to be. Only to do what? Begin to work it back in. Because I haven't changed up here. So, to keep 60 pounds off for two years, I'll take that. Now i got the next 60 to go. Hope it's not two years. But that's my, that's my goal. I need to set that goal. One of the reasons why I haven't achieved it yet is because I keep pushing it aside. See? I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. Second reason they fail is it doesn't fit me personally. You see, that plan has to be for you. I can't do it for someone else. I've got to do it because of me. Weight Watchers meets here every Wednesday. So I started talking to Carla, who's the teacher of Weight Watchers, and I said, Carla, I need to, I need to get in this, but I just really don't have the funds to do it. And she goes, hey, you know what? Why don't you just come sit on the meetings? Don't worry about that. So that's what I started doing. And then I began to use the Weight Watchers and I modified my diet and then I got involved in Oklahoma Fit and that's it. You've got to, you've got to cut back what you eat and you've got to exercise. I'm sorry, that's the, that's the key. You want to be a spiritual giant? You've got to open your Bible and you've got to read it. You've got to spend time in there. You can't just, you can't just show up on Sunday and go, mm, I'm a child of God and, mm, okay, it's coming, it's coming. You know, you can't do the open by Bible and just see what God has to say plan. For I am the Lord your God. Oh boy, that's true. That's my marching orders. 
Come on. Because when tough times come, you've got to have a rock to hang on to. How did Bryant know in his heart of hearts that he was going to be okay? If the cancer didn't, if he didn't go into healing and the cancer got his body, was he still okay? Yeah, he was okay. Told me that. Told me that. But I believe God's got something even greater for him. Oh my goodness. It's going to be awesome. But it's got to fit you personally. Second, thirdly, they don't look at the underlying issues. One of the things that I had to discover about myself is that I like to eat under stress. And the ministry has its own stress points. And they differ. Just like your life has stress points. And I used to find out I would eat late at night because I was just under stress or I was bored or whatever. Whatever reason I would give, whatever excuse I would give, I would do it that way. Don't have to be that way. You control that. Number four, most health plans fail because they don't have a spiritual, they don't make it a spiritual endeavor. Put a star by that one because that's so crucial. You got to have the who right. Who am I doing this for? I'm doing it for God. I am God's creation. I'm doing this for God because I want God to be pleased. I want God to be honored. I want God to be praised through this time. The next two weeks, I'm going to give away some books by my friend Steve Reynolds. I've I've ordered the books and, and I, I got them this week and he's autographed his, uh, his his autograph in each of the books. So it's a very special book. You know, everybody's going to have one of those books. And guess what the title of the book is? Bod for God. I just thought you'd make that. I don't want to make it easy on you. I don't want to make it hard. But he wrote another one called Get Off the Couch. Isn't that a great word? Because <laughs> it's true. It's true. But make it a spiritual endeavor. Then the fifth reason, and, and this is the big one. Oh, by the way, 200 times in the Bible, it talks about the body. Over 200 times. So we've got to ask for God's help. Number five, I'm just not motivated. I'm just not motivated. And that's really the truth. Motivation is the key to anything. Last night, I uh, uh, transported some teenagers to a prom. They got through eating, and they came out of the eating place, and they said, we need to go to Brahms. I said, mm, Brahms? They said, yeah, we need to go to Brahms. I said, no, we don't need to go to Brahms. And they said, why don't we need to go to Brahms? I said, ah, there's not one downtown, and we need to keep you downtown. So we found a gelato place, whatever that is. But I'm driving, so I couldn't get out. God was good. What is gelato? Is that ice cream? Oh, Italian ice cream. Thank you, Jesus. I thought gelato was jello, so I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm glad I didn't get out of the car. More calories? Oh, well. Okay, stop. Thanks. Motivation. I knew that. I knew that. But I didn't want to go there. I knew. It wasn't that far, but it was far enough. Because when she said Brahms, it was so, it's so amazing what my mind did. Oh, Brahms? 
Absolutely, let's go to Brahms. Get in the car. <laughs> anyway, not enough of that. The issue for most of us in getting healthy is not the plan. There's a lot of good plans. The issue is the motivation behind the plan. That's, the, that's what, that's what motivates. Do you want to be a good Bible scholar? Do you want to be a good Bible reader? Do you want to be a good Christian that's growing in your walk with God? Then you've got to have motivation to get there. No one is going to force you to open the book and read it. You say, I don't understand it. Then get a version that you do understand. There's too many of them out there. Well, I just don't, I like the King James, but I don't understand it. Get out of the King James. If you don't understand it, what good is it to read it and to have it? But you can say, it sounds like Jesus. No, it doesn't. He didn't talk in 16th century English. He didn't speak English. Oh my goodness. But we've got to have motivation and we got, we need motivation to help us change. And that motivation needs to be for spiritual reasons. But I believe there are some overhauls we need to do. And let me give you six adjustments and overhauls that we need to do. The first one is overhaul my attitude. I've got to overhaul my attitude. I've got to replace bad attitudes with good attitudes. Mark 7, 20-22 says, Then Jesus added, It comes from the inside that defiles you. From within, out of a person's heart come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. You see, it starts on the inside. It starts with the heart. And the first step is changing your attitude. But there's three unhealthy attitudes that we battle with. first one is, I reject my body. Now that was we talked about last week in the Bible day was called Gnosticism, where the body was just a shell. That's all it was there for. It contained the soul. So what you did in your body didn't really matter. You could abuse your body all you wanted to. You could have sexual things with your body because it was the body, not the mind, not the soul involved. As long as you kept the soul pure. Oh, really? So what you do here doesn't affect what goes on inside. It all starts on the inside. So that's one of the unhealthy attitudes. The second one is, I perfect my body. And boy, we live in a day and age where, where, where people do selfies in the mirror. You know what a selfie is when you take a picture of yourself. I've got a friend of mine, Smiley Elmore is his name. Isn't that a great name? That's his first name, Smiley. He's a bodybuilder. Guy's, guy's got the biggest... I thought Bryant was strong till I met Smiley. Smiley walks in and his biceps are so big... But he's not a big, big person. But he had a picture on the other day of his abs, and it looked like a washboard. I mean, it was ugly looking. I thought, that is so, that's not even right. God didn't want you to look like that. You need to put some meat on that thing. But you know, we, and of course, he's, he's a balanced person. He loves the Lord. He's a great Christian guy. But we've got some people, that's their whole striving is to be a perfect body. Based on who? And based on what? See, God knows what you need. And God knows what's good for you. Now, we have a, a name for this, and this, this is narcissism. People that just are obsessed with how they look all the time and how much better they look than you look. Then the third unhealthy attitude is, I neglect my body. And this, this is, a, there's a word for that called hedonism. This is the, this is the attitude that says, I'm going to do whatever I want, however much I want, whenever I want. 
I don't care what the consequences are. I'm going to live. I'm going to eat. I'm going to drink. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to live, have, have a merry life. And uh, for tomorrow you die. So today is the day and I'm going to go for all the gusto. But what I want you to focus on is the healthy attitude. Embrace this one. And that's called, I maximize my body. It means I don't neglect my body. I don't hate my body. It means I'm, I, don't comprom- I don't compare my body to anybody else. I'm not obsessed with my body, but I see my body as a gift from God. To be used by God. And I need to make it the best I possibly can. Amen? I need to do the best I can. Now, that's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. I didn't get myself in this good a shape overnight. It took me a lot of years. Hopefully we can undo them in a quicker amount of time. Remember Psalm 139 from last week. You, God, made all the delicate and inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. That's a great thing to pray. I wonder if you could pray that today. It goes on to say, your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. So I've listed some action steps. And the first one is at the bottom of your page, pray and thank God for my body and commit to do the best I can with what God has blessed me with. Leads us to number two. I have to honestly assess my situation. Honestly assess my situation. And the key word there is honestly. Circle that word, honestly. Honestly, honestly assess my situation. You see, we deceive ourselves. Proverbs 21.2 says, People might be right in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their heart. God knows the truth. We need other people to help us get the truth as well. So what do we need to do is to honestly assess our health. Sometimes we may need to just step on the scale. Let the scale tell you. Every time I step on the scale, it says, One, please. I mean, that thing can move around so fast, I feel like a fan blowing on me. But step on the scale. What's also fun is step on the scale and it not go where you thought it was going to go. That's the best one. That's the best one. When it didn't go quite as high as you thought it was going to go. See how Satan plays with your mind? But you may need to go to a doctor, get a physical. Be good for you. They'll run a few tests. Draw some blood. Last week was my annual physical. Have to have one so I can drive our church bus and keep my CDL license. So both doctors, they were so my endocrinologist and my regular doctor was so close together. They decided to do all the blood work with one of them. So when the girl pushed that thing in my arm, she had like nine or ten vials laying there on the table. I said, "How much are you taking?" She goes, "Quite a bit." I thought, shoot, I'm going to the buffet as soon as you get through drawing that blood. That'd be at least 20 pounds coming out of there, ain't it, man? <laughs> Seemed like it. Got lightheaded, my head's shrunk. No, I'm It may be as simple as getting on a scale, maybe as simple as getting to a doctor, get a physical. You know, maybe you're a drinker. I don't drink that much. Well, write it down. You might find out that you don't just drink one at night before you go to bed. Oh, I'm just a one-pack-a-day smoker. Really? Count them. Count them. It's an expensive habit now. didn't used to be, but it is now. How about eating? 
How many times do you eat? How much do you eat? Now, I know. Okay, I need to move on. Okay, got it. Cholesterol, blood pressure, addictions. I don't know what you need to work on, but God does. And you really do. But you need to give it to God. Maybe you're not sleeping enough. Maybe you're staying online too long. Maybe you're addicted to pornography. I don't know what it is, but you've got to make a break, which leads us to action step number two. And that is to write down the specific area of my body that I most need to do something about. Now, you may not want to actually write something down on that blank I provided for you, but I want you to think about it. Because I know you don't want your neighbors to see what you're going to write down there, and you'll be embarrassed if they do. So I understand that. But I want you to think about it. So imagine, in your imagination, write it down, which leads us to number three, step number three, and that's boldly set new health, uh, new health goals. Set, boldly set new health goals. Boldly, 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 boldly. Circle boldly. If your problem is smoking, set a goal when you're going to quit. Oh, I've tried a hundred times. Okay, great. Go a hundred and one time. This time, set a goal. This time, set a goal. If it's pornography, break that addiction. If it's overeating, track your eating. Measure what you eat. Why do, they, why do nutritionists want you to do that? Because you can prove to yourself you're eating too much. Simple. It's really simple. It's embarrassing, isn't it, when you actually track what you eat? Everything you put in your mouth, write down on a piece of paper. Wow. Why'd you eat it? Then analyze why you ate it. Oh, there's a lot of things going on. You understand what I'm saying? But boldly set some health goals. It's really important that we set these goals. And we need somebody sometimes to motivate us. I love working out where I work out because Josh is one of those motivating kind of people. <clears throat> Josh likes to motivate us. You know, he'll get over there. Like last week, uh, <clears throat> I guess he thought I was dogging it, so he yells my name out. He says, don't you quit. I was right in the middle of a lift. What do you mean to quit? <clears throat> but he knew what I was going to do. I was going to get through with that lift and quit. Because <laughs> it was heavy. And my arms hurt. And I was tired. And I didn't want to do another one. But he says, don't. We all need, sometimes, a person like this video is going to show us. I hope this video works. You need to see this. Then you negotiate with your buddy to find more strength, but don't you Turn give up up, on please. me, Brock. You keep going, you hear me? You keep going, you're doing good, you keep going. You not quit on me, you keep going. It hurts! I know it hurts, you keep going, you keep going. It's all hard from here. 30 more steps, you keep going, Brock. Come on, keep going. Burn. And let it burn. It's all hard. You keep going, Brock. Come on, come on, keep going. You promised me your best, your best. Ten more steps! Ten 
Ten more! Ten more! Ten more! Keep going! Don't quit! Give me your heart! You can't! You can't! Wouldn't it be great to have somebody crawling along beside you saying, Don't quit! Don't quit! Don't quit! That's Jesus. Jesus is crawling along beside you and me and saying, Don't quit! Don't quit! Don't quit! You promised me! Don't quit! Blood's dripping from his head. Don't quit! Tears coming down his face. Don't quit! Get up! Do something! Be something! You can do it! We can do it! God can do it! My favorite definition of a goal, and it's not in your outline, you'll have to write it down if you want it. My favorite definition is this. A goal is a dream with a deadline. Isn't that great? A goal is a dream with a deadline. Proverbs 21.5 says, Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. I've got two coaches sitting over here. Is that true? That verse? Rodney knows. Bryant knows. We should not have been the state champions in football this year. There's no way. Not with that ragtag bunch of football players we had on that team. And not against the team that we played across, across town. Union had the team. They had the players. But how did we do that? I think they out-hustled them. I think they out-hustled them. And oftentimes in life, it's that hustler that makes the difference. Oftentimes in life, it's that person that will never quit and never give up and never stop. Can make the difference. Can make the difference. Action step number three. My number one health goal for the remainder of 2015 is this. Whatever it was in number two ought to be in number three. Number one, overhaul my attitude. Number two, honestly assess my situation. Number three, boldly set my new health goal plans. Number four, and we're going to talk about this later in a couple of weeks, more thoroughly in a couple of weeks, but surround myself with supportive people. Supportive people are critical, amen? Got to have them. That's what teams are built from. Teams are built by that. See, you can have a team at the place where you work, can't you? (coughs) You probably do. You probably do. We ought to have them because, man, they are awesome. They're awesome. A team is awesome. Supportive people are awesome. That person that looks into your life and goes, hey, what you been doing? Hey, how's your food? How's your food intake? How's your exercise level? What's going on? That's the person that cares about you, right? Got to have them in your life. Amen. When's the last time you opened the Bible? When's the last time you did a little study? When's the last time? Hey, how about Romans 8? Give me your best verse in Romans 8. How about Romans 5? You got, got a good verse in Romans 5? How about 1 Corinthians 12? You got one? How about Philippians chapter 4? You got one? How about Revelation chapter 21? You got one? I don't even know what Revelations is. It's not, it's a singular revelation. Anyway. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 So encourage each other and build each other, what? Up! Just as you're already doing. 
I want to be a part of a church that builds each other up. Not tears us down, let's build each other up. There's plenty of negative stuff about all of us. But man, we need to be building each other up. We need to be a church that builds each other up. When you walk in the door, we need to say, Woo! Glad to see you. Instead of, Oh, I'm glad they're here. <laughs> glad to see you. Come on. How? Oh. That's the way we need to be. That's the way we need to be as a church. Amen? On the side of your outline, I want you to write the acrostic D, underneath it I, underneath it E, underneath it T. What did I just spell? <laughs> we've dedicated, we've talked about dedication, we're talking about inspiration. Next week we're going to talk about encouraging, encouragement and, and, and eating and exercise. I've got my trainer Josh coming next Sunday. Get ready. All of you wear your sweats. I've given him five minutes. He can do more than five minutes. We can do it in an hour. No, he won't do that. Then the last week is the T. That's team. That's team. It takes a team to get us through. It takes a team. Action step number four. Commit to serve. Commit to serve. Yes or no? See, what are you going to do at the church? What are you doing at the church? I'm, I'm showing up on Sunday. That's what I'm doing. I want you to do more. Well, I can't do any more. I used to do a whole lot more, but I can't do any more. That's not true. You could. You could come every Thursday at, by noon and fold bulletins, stuff bulletins for me. You could do that. Some of you could do that. Yeah, you could. How about make a phone call this week? How about get a, get a list of people and make a phone call? Any of you up to that? Now, I don't want you to call them and gossip. I want you to call them and encourage them to come to church. Amen? So we've got a lot of people who say this is their church, but they don't ever come. Oh, and they've got all kinds of reasons why they don't. None of them valid. It's that simple. What about making a phone call or two? Takes you down to number five. Fifth adjustment we need to make. Keep my focus on the life-changing benefits. Oh, man. Life-changing benefits. Philippians 4.8 Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, and right, pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Oh, man. When I walk in and he, and he has written on the board our exercises for the day, and I see that we're doing the Murph. There's only four exercises that we're supposed to do in 50 minutes. Starts. It starts. With a mile run. Then you come back and you get to do a hundred of something, two hundred of something, and three hundred of something, and then go run another mile. It's such a fun workout. Because when I've got to do two hundred sit ups, not only about you, after about ten, I've got enough zeros after the one. But he wants more than that. And he stands over there and just acts like we're just goofing off. Then you got to do 300 push-ups after that. That's just fun. It's just more fun than a person deserves. 
And how many times after five do I want to say, that's enough? I'm paying this guy. Why should I come in here and pay him to do this to me? I looked at one gal the, a couple of weeks ago. She was, she looked at me and I looked at her and I said, we could kill ourselves in an easier way, couldn't we? She said, absolutely. <laughs> Action step number five. Write down the number one benefit for me if I make this change in my life. You know, you heard my story last week and, and mine was about the future. I want to, I want to be around long enough to see my grandkids do some crazy things. But the main thing I want to see them do is come to the Lord. I want to watch their dads baptize them into Christ. Oh, that's going to be fun. Such a special moment. Such a special moment. Don and Pat were over at Baptist Church last week watching their grandson be baptized by his dad. I asked Don if he gave him tips and pointers since he's a veteran at that stuff now. He said, no, he handled it okay. Didn't even cry. Uh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> that's a that's a very touching. Do you see? That's a very special time, isn't it? So my motivation was to keep me around a while. I won't be around a while. Then number six, probably the most important adjustment you make is simply to rely on God every day. When we started this uh, series, Bob for God, last week, I told you that you can't do this on your own. And you can't make changes on your own, and I mean it, you can't. You've got to have God involved in this. If you want to have anything meaningful happen, you've got to have God involved. Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will do what? Succeed. Commit it to the Lord. Maybe it's just 15 minutes a day. I'm going to get up 15 minutes a day, and I'm going to stand in place, and I'm going to lift my feet up, and I'm going to walk in place for 15 minutes. If you'll do that every day... For a month, you'll be amazed at how much better you feel. If you will eat one less thing per meal, per day, you'll be amazed at what you can do. If you will cut your portion, put it on your plate, and then chop it in half and put it back in the bowl, and just eat that that's on your plate, you will get used to doing that. You can do that. Yes, you can You mean I can eat anything? Yep, you can even put a bowl of butter brickle ice cream out there and then cut it in half. And then cut it in half again, and then just don't eat it at all. Because it tastes nasty. Liar, liar, liar. <laughs> but if you commit your action to the Lord, though, you'll be able to succeed. But maybe you want to read the Bible more. Fifteen minutes. That's all God needs is fifteen minutes. He can do more in fifteen minutes than you and I can do in a whole day. Fifteen minutes. Spend it with God. Spend it in prayer. Spend it with the Lord. Spend it with the family. I'm going to spend 15 minutes more with my kids than I did yesterday. Man, that's, that kid's going to come alive. I'm going to spend 15 minutes more with my wife, listening to her, talking to her, praying with her, holding her. 15 minutes. That's all she wants. You see what I'm saying? 15 minutes? That's nothing. But God can do so much when we commit it to Him. Give it to Him. Give it to Him. Action step number six, begin every day by spending time with God. One of my favorite verses, Philippians 4.13, For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Say it with me out loud. For I can do everything through Christ. Now let's sing it. Let's say it real loud. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. One more time. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. 
You can, you can, you can. You can win. You can be a victor. You have won the victory. Jesus bought it for you. Paid for it. It's yours. <coughs> Do you want it? If you want it, if you want a change, then you can make the change. Don could have decided, I don't want to have heart valve surgery. I'm tired. It's enough's enough. No. He drove all the way to Dallas, spent several days down there, because he wanted to keep going. <coughs> right? That's right. Bryant could have said, cancer. Oh, okay. <coughs> I'm done. I got cancer. But he didn't, did he? Sherry Blair said, I got cancer. Might as well quit. She didn't. She hadn't. Amen? See, some of us have things that nobody even knows about. And we could have quit, but we didn't, did we? We could have said enough's enough, but we didn't, didn't we? And I'm here to tell you that God is telling you, i got a victory waiting for you. i got a success waiting for you that you don't even know about. But I can't give it to you until i got a relationship with you. So if you're ready to commit something to God, commit yourself to God, commit everything to God, today's the day. Father, I thank You for this morning. I pray that we will truly understand that we can make adjustments. But the adjustments mean nothing if we haven't done what You've asked us to do. That God, the adjustments mean nothing if we haven't got a relationship with You. And so, Father, I'm asking you this morning to be very real to us and very real to everyone here. And, Father, before we leave this room today, would we make a decision to commit one area of our life to you that needs adjustment? And, Father, I'm praying it in Jesus' name. Amen. Song of invitation, always offer it.